Hi everyone, Jason here. On May the 14th, Stephen and myself will be appearing with the one and only Mark Lewison at the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary, Dublin. We're going to be celebrating 60 years of a hard day's night and we would love you to join us. For tickets, go to paviliontheatre.ie or nothingisrealpod.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Nothing Is Real, live. Everyone thinks they know the Beatles live, but how much do you really know? Roll up, roll up for the Nothing Is Real live shows this October and November. We're going on the road and coming to your town as long as you live in Belfast, Dublin and or London. October 23rd at the Black Box Theatre Belfast. November the 9th at the Sugar Club in Dublin. And November 15th at the Phoenix Arts Club, London. That's an invitation for the Nothing Is Real tour. To make a reservation, log on to nothingisrealpod.com. Nothing Is Real, a Beatles podcast, live. Coming to take you away. Welcome to Nothing Is Real, a podcast about the Beatles. Everybody thinks they know the Beatles, but how much do we really know? My name is Jason Carty. My name is Stephen Cockcroft. And we're live on tape from Dublin and Belfast. Welcome to uh, season eight. Can you believe it, Stephen? Eight seasons. They said it couldn't be done. <laughs> they said it shouldn't be done. Was, was I think what, what was I think is what they said. Um, but yes, we have another uh, bunch of episodes to come your way, and this is a uh, the usual kind of curtain raising season eight uh, episode zero. It might seem to the outside world that nothing has been going on in recent times in the nothing is real estate. Um, but there's a flurry of activity about to kick in. Apart from this brand new season, uh, where should where should we begin? Where should we go? So many things, so many things, so many nothing is real things and nothing is real related things. The big news in nothing is real land is the world tour. <laughs> the world tour. Now, we've been talking a lot about the Beatles world tours and that uh, recently when they would do a world tour and go to about three different places and say <laughs> that is a world tour. Um, yeah. Where's our world tour going to, Stephen? Remind me again. Our world tour is kicking off in Belfast on the 23rd of October and then moving to Dublin on the 9th of November and then we're going overseas. To London on the 15th of November. So, I mean, chances are if you're plugged into the Nothing Is Realiverse, you'll have seen us going on about this on Facebook and Twitter and on our website, uh, Um But yes, we are doing our first ever live shows under the Nothing Is Real banner. We've done a couple of uh, test things in the past involving the Dublin Beatles Festival. We've, so we've recorded our two live episodes that went out in 2019 in the before times and another one at the end of 2021. But um, this time it's the official full-on nothing is real experience. I, I feel it's very much akin to what you two are currently doing in Las Vegas where we're going to be taking over venues and it's a wholly immersive experience. It will be a wholly immersive experience in that people will be able to both hear and see us at the same time. 
Yes, and get over the cognitive shift of what it actually looks like to see where it's coming out of our mouths, as opposed to just listening to us. And um, yeah, these three dates, tickets are on sale now. Um, If you go to uh, the website, nothingisrealpod.com, you will get a a link to the three venues. If you want to buy your tickets, uh, we'd be very grateful. And, uh, you know, we we look forward to seeing everybody there. Um, What uh, should we, what should people expect? There's going to be no guests, no guests at all. Who needs guests? (laughs) We're going to do basically, a. it's basically a podcast live, essentially. I'm I'm going to be underselling this, but it's basically us (laughs) talking. It's basically doing what we're doing now, but in front of a live audience. It will be in two parts, two related parts. We might take some questions at the end. Because we are doing a live show, we kind of wondered, what could we do a live show about? And essentially, we're doing a live show about live shows, is what we will reveal at this point in time. That We're going to be looking at certain key moments in the Beatles' live experience, and we're going to present them to you as a live show. Because we love nothing if not being somewhat meta about these decisions. Exactly. And these shows will be going ahead against, you know, all good sense (laughs) and medical advice. Yes, and, uh, you know, uh, as is my want, I've been playing with the, you know, there'll be slide presentations and interactive stuff and all sorts of, you know, exciting slide transitions and multimedia. It's a, it's a multimedia event, basically. It's the nothing is real, plastic exploding inevitable. I think that's the only way to describe it. <laughs> yes, so if you like seeing songs embedded in slides being pointed at by old older gentlemen, then this is the show for you. I think uh, it's going to be fun and... Uh, but, but, you know, we also want to do it because we just want to um, meet our, our audience, Stephen. And you have ordered the plexiglass screen, presumably, that I asked the, for. <laughs> yes, that'll go in between us, so it'll look like a, like a, a, like a COVID event. And, um, you know, we'll be, you know, producer Ada will be there and uh, it'll be, it'll be, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to it. I, I, I kind of know what to expect, but also don't know what to expect. There's something quite surreal about booking a show in London and, yes, telling people, yeah, I'm going to do a show in London. I'm not uh, I'm not going to deny that. We really should start working on a script and stuff. <laughs> oh, folks, Stephen has been working on a script. I should start reading the script. It's probably the, the main part of the story that we should put there. Um, so, yeah, so we would love um, uh, for you all to come out and see us uh, in Belfast on October the 23rd, Dublin uh, on November the 9th. So Belfast is in the Black Box, which is a great venue, which is where we interviewed uh, Mark Lewison um, back at the start of the year. Dublin, we are in the Sugar Club, which is a fantastic venue, the old converted cinema there just off Stephen's Green, right in the heart of Dublin. And then in London, we are in the Phoenix Artist Club, which is, uh, I've never said foot in it, but it looks very pleasing and exciting and uh, very comfortable, nice place to just generally hang out, even if you didn't have to listen to us talking about it. And I would say at the time of recording this, London is very nearly sold out. That's the the worrying thing I'm going to tell people. So get your tickets in. Yes, there's about two tickets still to buy for London, so. Yes. Um, So in terms of things we need to tell you about, uh, live shows tick. We will also be um, appearing as part of the Dublin Beatles Festival uh, this year. Um, We have appeared there before. We did our Paul versus George episode in 2019. We did our Beatles in Ireland episode in 2021. And the the Dublin Beatles Festival casts a bit of a long shadow over Nothing Is Real because we don't like to mention it, but as the Beatle brains of Ireland, um, this is a title that's been conferred on us by the Dublin Beatles Festival. And we held that title for longer than anybody else. <laughs> Princi- principally because for two years, because of COVID, there was no competition. <laughs> well, um, well, that's true. But still, that's a mere technicality. Yeah. 
when you say held, do you really mean milked? Uh, it, it could be milked as well. We've milked that title. The last time um, there was a uh, Beetlebrain of Ireland quiz, which Stephen won, um, was at the end of 2022. And there was maybe a slight feeling at the time of what are those guys doing entering a quiz for the general public? And that is a totally fair and reasonable uh, thing. So a bit like, um, you know, when, when the World Cup has been won so many times, the team used to be able to keep the trophy. Um, what we are going to do this year is we are actually running the quiz. So we have set a difficult series of questions. So if anybody is in Dublin in the first weekend in November and you want to come to the Dublin Beatles Festival and hear me and Stephen um, preside over a very tricky, difficult Beatles quiz, then we would be more than happy to um, see you there. I'm looking forward to it because I can't answer these questions. So uh, I'm glad I'm not entering uh, yes. this, this year. But yes, it, there's a lot going on. I sh- we should say that it's not just uh, us at the, uh, no, it Beatles. is not just us. No, there's an awful lot of things happening. There's an awful lot going on, and this is a big year because it's the 60th anniversary of the Beatles' first, last, only concert to be played uh, in Dublin. So this is a big year, 60th anniversary, big quiz. I'm glad I'm not entering. Yes. So there's lots of plays and music, and um, if you go to eventbrite.ie and look up the Dublin Beatles Festival, you will see all the things that you need to see. So, um, that's the Dublin Beatles Festival. Um, We are still going to be putting out Acast Plus episodes, and they are going to be on a couple of different topics, as per usual. Sometimes they will sync in with the the things that we are doing uh, in in the main season. Uh, But following on from the 16 songs of 66, uh, we've been trying to think of, well, is there any other kind of seam that we could mine? And in, in line of the stuff that we're doing for the the, the live shows, we are going to be looking over the next couple of weeks and months in the ACAST Plus realm at live events in the Beatles history. So, you know, the, the, it's quite interesting to just zone in on particular performances and particular moments um, in, in the Beatle universe and say, this is what happened when they played live at this time or, or, or how it happened. So we, we've started putting those together and they're going to be appearing, well, right at the start of, of season eight, basically. Yeah, so I think the live events that they do, the live concerts they do, uh, the incidents that happen on tour, very often are some of the most pivotal moments in their career. You know, we think in terms of studio albums, we think in terms of you know the leap from sort of, sort of from Revolver to Sgt. Pepper or, or Abbey Road and the technology and that sort of thing. But actually, particularly in the early part of their career, the events that happen on the road and on the stage are often as important as the things that are happening in the charts and in the recording studio. So we just thought it would be interesting to look at some of those in context. Yes, so that's the live series, which you'll see on Acast Plus, alongside some other Acast Plus episodes that, as I said, just kind of plug into the the realm of whatever we fancy uh, talking about. Um, there is, of course, the, uh, the, the main season itself that is starting uh, next week. Um, we might as well reveal what our first episode is here, Stephen. Our first episode is going to be Bigger Than Jesus. It certainly is. <laughs> that is a useful point in time. And uh, yeah, I, I, without giving too much away, it's a good story. It's an interesting story. And Certainly, it's one of those episodes that uh, we already have it in the can, and I think I feel very differently about the whole bigger than Jesus escapade now that uh, we've kind of zoomed in on it a little bit. I think if you break it down, it is a fascinating story. Everyone knows the story. Everyone knows the sort of the key beats in the story, but there's a lot more to it 
than that and a lot of extremely interesting characters that feed into that story. So hopefully that's a good season opener. We should say, Bigger Than Jesus Part 1, Jesus didn't like it. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's a slight caveat, which is, um, amusingly, once we uh, recorded the episode and got to the end of it... um, uh, Stephen's local recording did not uh, load, so Jesus seems to have scrubbed his hard drive. Um, that sounds a bit dodgy, <laughs> but it. Uh, yeah, we ended up. Uh, we don't worry. We've we've put a bit of Peter Jackson technology in it because we actually record in three different places when we're recording because we don't trust uh, any of these systems, particularly as there was one episode in our history that we had to record three times. Do you remember that? Because I do. Uh, I, I, still yeah. night, I still have nightmares. <laughs> um, when I say, when, when Jason says three times, he means three times in one day. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, we, we <laughs> there was an episode. Maybe we won't tell you which episode it was, but um, yes, once everything, uh, once we realised that nothing had recorded, we just went, let's just do it again. And uh, you know, we always strive for spontaneity in nothing is real. But um, yeah, that was I, I don't want to think about that. So yes, bigger than Jesus part one will be dropping next week with Stephen's Peter Jackson voice um, being put together on it. But it's going to be a run of of, of episodes, and we will have a concurrent uh, Acast Plus episode coming out that week. But we might keep that under wraps for now. Um, so we've got a lot of things, a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of releases coming out. Um, Let's just take a minute to talk about the Beatles releases because uh, there's been an awful lot of hubbub in the last couple of weeks and I got wrapped up in it myself back in August about Now and Then, the third Threetles reunion single, which, um, I, I, I don't know, it seems to me now at the time of talking that this has all faded away. Back in August, there was a big peak that Now and Then was going to be announced, that we were going to get reissues of the Red and Blue compilations, that they were going to be somewhat expanded, or there was going to have these new new songs on them. It's all been a bit quiet ever since. Uh, are we going to, during the run of Season 8, finally get to hear Now and Then or find out what's going on? I don't know. Have they, have they decided? There, there's no box set coming for Christmas. Is there a box set coming for Christmas? Are we going to get a box set? Is it going to be red and blue? Are they going to repackage it? Is there going to be another? Are they going to stick some songs from Revolver on there? The whole thing seems very odd. Now, I, I don't know how much of this is, you know, we're used to Apple perhaps not being ahead of the curve uh, in terms, you know, they can get back and let it be in the synchronization of those two projects. But there does seem to be a lot of misinformation so this really emerged when Paul started talking about we have used AI to 
to, to recreate or to, to put together this single. And everyone sort of jumped on the assumption that what they had done is sort of sample John Lennon's vocals in some way and then used AI to recreate it. And then everyone started creating AI versions of Grow Old With Me and things like that. To the extent that I had to intervene on the Facebook page and we have a no AI policy. But of course, <laughs> Paul's not really talking about AI in that sense. He's, he's talking about the Peter Jackson technology of extracting vocals from background yep. noise and that sort of thing. So again, Paul then had to come on and explain himself and then Ringo mentioned something about it and the assumption was it was coming and I'm not quite sure where the Red and Blue album uh, story arose or originated but that became current then John's birthday you know, is coming up and uh, this, is, this is now the next date that people were talking about. Oh, you know, October the 9th, mm. that might be the, the time of doing it. And I, it's, that may be a little bit early for that Christmas number one that Paul still would be hoping to achieve. It's very hard to know exactly what they are planning to do. Um, the, 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 we, we've kind of gotten used to the cycle of, yeah, there's an announcement in August time for a box set in November kind of time in the, in, in the last couple of years. And I think that's what we were relying on and... I'm sure most people in the Nothing Is Realiverse will have noticed that the Rolling Stones have a new album coming out featuring Paul McCartney. And, you know, this this talk, oh, did the Rolling Stones steal the Beatles' thunder? But it's not that organised, I would say. They are leaving it quite late. We are now in the back end of September and the Beatles slash Apple don't do surprise releases. They, they like to have a big, long lead-in time. And to be honest, if you haven't announced anything by the end of September, you're kind of in a very crowded marketplace. I don't really know how you're going to get anyone's attention unless they're going to announce it on John's birthday, the 9th of October, and then proceed to put it out at some point after that. But I, I you know, in my mind, certainly in this day and age, people are deciding what records they're buying before the end of the year, what box sets they're going to be spending money on. And I can't really see, and maybe I'll be totally wrong, I can't really see the Beatles swooping in with a major product when it's almost October and all these things are are set in stone. I could be totally wrong and happy to be proven wrong. And it's very unusual that Paul and Ringo would be so explicit about the fact that they have done this third single, which we're assuming is now and then, although they haven't confirmed that, but let's just say it is. Um... Uh, yeah, it's 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 getting. It feels like it's getting quite late in the day. It is getting quite late in the day, and we're even quite far on from that first mention by Paul uh, in the interview. And you do sort of wonder, well, is that just Paul said something that really became more of a focus than he was intending it to be? I don't think he could be that naive to think that if you suddenly announce that there's a new Beatles single coming, that it isn't going to unleash speculation you know it was it was in the mainstream uh, media the mainstream press had taken it up it wasn't just sort of nerdish people like ourselves that were speculating it became a story and paul is the consummate professional in <laughs> his media relations um so it is quite i'm quite surprised that nothing concrete has emerged in terms of a release schedule my take prior to this was that the next box set was probably going to be a 1963 box set, that they were probably going to go back to Please Please Me and with the Beatles and those sessions that where they weren't sort of going to go back, uh, you know, rubber soul and reverse their way into the following the revolver set, that it was going to be 63. Hard to see how that would tie in with um, a new Beatles single. It... it, it 
And we, from what we know about now and then, we know it is a song very much in the style of Free as a Bird, Real Love. It's a piano-led ballad. It's a slow tempo. It's not uh, Can't Buy Me Love or She Loves You. Or, yeah. uh, well, my memory is that Free as a Bird was trailed for a long time, for many, many months before it actually became a thing. But that's a very yeah. different media landscape back in 1995 to, to what we're used to now. And the thing I have wondered is whether it is part of something that is due to be, you know, not actually a red and blue reissue. Um, We've already had a one reissue back in 2016 with remixes and all the rest about whether it's actually a totally new form of Beatle compilation. And, you know, I I kind of am still very interested in looking at charts and, and how things, you know, land. And the charts have certainly changed a lot in the streaming landscape, but you know, one very interesting compilation in the last couple of years has been Elton John's Diamonds compilation. And when that came out, which I think was 2018 or so, it certainly struck me as, does the world need another Elton John's greatest hits? And certainly in the UK, at least, that album is still knocking around the top 10, um, you know, all these years later. Now, that's been driven by Elton's tour, but it's also been driven by a fact that the Diamonds album exists in a load of different forms. There's a single CD, a double CD, a triple CD. They've reissued versions with the Dua Lipa song on. It's a streaming version that gets changed over time, depending on whatever's important. Um, you know, and the Stones have done a bit of this thing with their Hunk compilation, which has slowly evolved online. The streaming version, for instance, has Waiting on a Ghost Town. So, you know, whether the Beatles are going to try and introduce a, you know, a kind of a one compilation to rule them all, uh, which will cover streaming mm. and physical and, you know, all digital variants in between uh, and use these new songs as a hook, maybe. Um, it's, it's, it's a theory, but there's certainly, you know, the, you, know you and me are of a, an age where a decent greatest hits would have a certain kind of shelf life. But now, you know, when we get beyond the physical playlist, these things are kind of glorified playlists in a way. And that's how acts are kind of setting up their greatest hits albums these days, it seems. I think the Elton John analogy is probably as good a one as I have heard. And I think there probably is a market for that in the sense that they're constantly reselling the Beatles to the next generation. You know, we can complain about, oh, another compilation, or they're just doing this, or they're re-releasing this. But it's not they're not selling it to us other than we're the people that will buy it, not open it, and keep it on a shelf as a collector's <laughs> item. They're, sell- they're selling it to the next generation generation. So, as you say, the Elton John's package comes in different formats. There's a big box, there's individual LPs, there's rarities, there's live stuff. There's a, So, perhaps that is the way to go. The only thing I would say about that is, if we do not have remixed versions of every album, mm-hmm. then they're going to be mixing and matching. There, there seems to be a sense that Apple want to put the Giles Martin remixes front and centre for the new audience. This point that you, you make, and I think correctly, about smart speakers and it's music to, to listen to. They're mixing it to be listened to on a single speaker in a kitchen or, or, or whatever. If they are doing that, it would make more sense to me that once they have finished the Giles Martin project across all of the studio albums, then they pull that together. But perhaps, as you say, they do it as a uh, an exercise where they can update streaming lists and they can introduce remix versions of things as they are done. Like it or don't like it, the idea of putting Giles Martin out there, those mixes as the official canon for the 
early 21st century, I think, has taken hold. But yeah, whatever it is, I think they can rest assured we'll probably buy it. Oh, for sure. There, there was a very interesting um, interview that came out online uh, in the last couple of days with Mick Jagger uh, for the Canadian Broadcasting Company, where he's talking. Um, the, the interview is quite good. He's asking these very kind of broad, open-ended questions, but Jagger is talking about why they chose Andrew Watt as the producer for their new album, because they've worked with essentially Don Was for the last quarter century. And Andrew Watt has kind of come in and, and Jagger is very clear about saying, I want... I want it to sound like the Rolling Stones and I want it to sound like the music that is currently coming out of speakers around the world. I want it to straddle those two things and that is your job, Andrew Watt, is to to make that happen. And how tuned in Jagger is to how people are listening to music these days and how that has to match a Rolling Stones sound that has to do two things at once. I quite like that single, I have to admit. It's oddly constructed, but you can see it has a modern construction to it. Yep. And, you know, Jagger has always been that way. So whether it's looking at, at the sort of disco sound that he then Miss You reflects that and more so on Emotional Rescue or whether he brings in, I think, the Dust Brothers on Bridges Over Babylon. You know, you know, he always has one eye on what's happening in the charts and who is the current producer or who is the person to get in to, to remix things. So it's not always successful, but I think this single... Uh, is very good, and I, I know someone to whom you are related has heard the album and says, it's the best one since, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Scary monsters. <laughs> I am genuinely, I am genuinely excited by the prospect that we have a new Rolling Stones album, because that seems just such an unlikely uh, thing to be saying in, in 2023. But having seen them in 2022... Um, and got COVID from my troubles, it was worth it. I'm really excited by this. I'm really excited. Uh, you know, I know some people are a bit, uh, Beatles, this, uh, don't know. I was a bit like that myself at the thought of this single. I thought, well, do we need a third single? This is something that, you know, George didn't particularly care for in his lifetime. Is it just going to be another Free as a Bird, Real Love? I like those songs, um, but do we actually need it? But I think, yeah, I think, yeah, let's let's do it. I, I will take everything I can get. You can be snooty about this or the Rolling Stones as Hackney Diamonds or Abba's Voyage, but I will take a world where there is more Beatles, Stones and Abba music than less. And, you know, it doesn't, it's not like one song has to come in and another song has to be removed. I, I, I'll take, you know, we should be enjoying all these things while we can. Um, so maybe throughout the course of our eighth series season series um we will get to here now and then we can we'll have a bit more knowledge by the time we get to our our christmas look back episode or maybe not we might be either eating humble pie or we'll, we'll, we'll look time will will cure all of these things um so i think we've ticked off everything we've talked about season eight the live shows the dumb beatles festival um next week is our first episode bigger than jesus part one um a cast plus we've got more shows coming along that way um now and then I think that's about it. That's enough to keep going for season eight, isn't it? I think so. We we may have to do a an emergency special episode on now and then if it comes out. Yeah. Um, but of course, Apple, now can send us an email and invite us to the uh, pre-release listening party at Abbey Road. So we'll be waiting for that. Well, you 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 make a very good point because we now have an official nothing is real email address. If anybody wants to get in touch with us, um, uh, it's uh, nothingisrealpod at outlook dot com. 
very no expense spared. But we also have a mailing list. If you go to nothingisrealpod.com, we've actually set up a formal mailing list. If you would like to actually get some email traffic occasionally from us, where you know to let you know if there is other live shows and things going on, um, other things in the Beatle universe, then uh, there's a mailing list on that. So if if Apple want to get in touch with us or EMI want to get in touch with us, we are nothing if not an open book, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, I would say that. <laughs> you would say that. I've never said anything bad about Apple or their product. Nothing. I've never no, found nothing it dis- at all. Dis- disappointing in any way. Never. N- never. Um, so, yes. So, uh, we, we are delighted to be back. We shall be back with full episodes next week and ACAST Plus episodes. Um, we remain available in all the usual places. But if you go to nothingisrealpod.com, you'll find out all the stuff you need to know about coming to our live shows. Come along to Belfast, Dublin or London to say hello and see us. Yes, we would love to be going to loads of other places. Um, but we're not doing that right now. Maybe, who knows what 2024 will bring. And, um, you know, for our North American tour, once we get our, our number one over there, we can travel over there. Um, drop us a line on email, sign up to the um, you know, the, the mailing list and we'll, we'll keep in touch. Uh, nothing's with Facebook group, X. <laughs> we're on X, uh, at Beatles Pod. And uh, yeah, wherever wherever things happen online, we'll be there. There's also Nothing's Real Mastodon as well, which has a small but dedicated following. Um, so yeah, so we'll see you next week, folks. Um, thanks for listening. And it's good to be back for now. I'm Jason Carty. I'm Stephen Cockcroft. And this has been Nothing Is Real. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks for listening to Nothing Is Real. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, why not become a member? You'll get access to ad-free content, bonus episodes, and so much more. Follow the link in the show notes, sign up on ACAST Plus, or visit our website, nothingisrealpod.com.